Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the third week of October, better known as Rocktober, the preferred month of thrashers around the globe. As always, Thursday nights, brand new content drops. Visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll find direct streaming links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Sign up for our email list. This is a chance for us to stay in touch with you, give you updates on new shows, merch promos, free giveaways. Do us a favor, download some past shows, and we have something new on there. It's the podchaser.com link. Now, this is a link where you go to podchaser.com and you're able to leave a review or subscribe to the Metal Mayhem ROC podcast. Leave a review or give us a rating. That kind of stuff really helps. Just a reminder, Monday nights, I host the Metal Mayhem ROC live radio show. It's found right on thatmetalstation.com. It's a interactive show. There's a chat room. I'm spinning tunes. I take requests. And people are in this chat room talking with each other. It's uh, global. There's people from all over the country, if not world, on any given Monday. It's a great way to bring your Metal Monday in for a landing. Tonight's show, we're visiting with an old friend. Has always been the voice of Armored Saint. Used to be the voice of Anthrax for about 10, 12 years and had a short stint as the voice of the king, as in the Burger King guy. Let's welcome back to Metal Mayhem, ROC, John Bush. Hey, John, how are you, buddy? That's funny that you say that. Um, I was just informed by my um, my agency, who I use for voiceover, that they were terminating everybody in their staff. So, And I do believe that includes me. <laughs> so, um, you know... The, the the world of Hollywood could be ruthless. So one day you're the voice of Burger King making some good money, and the next day you're you're basically fired. <laughs> but that's the way it is, man. Rock and roll has kept me humble. That's right. How many of those uh, Burger King spots did you do? You know what, dude? If you include radio and television, I'd say I probably did over like 300 spots. Yeah, yeah I did a lot, and it's. Uh, when then when those those checks come in, they're pretty nice, and when it ends, it's uh, pretty sad. But uh, you know, everything comes to an end. It it all does. It's just it's just a matter of when. And um, you know, it's kind of funny. Here's some trivia for you that um, the person's place I actually took was Billy Vera from Billy Vera and the Beaters. I don't know if you remember that group from like the '80s. He was like a kind of singer songwriter guy, and he uh, does voiceover, and he still does voiceover. For um, uh, I don't know if you have AMPM where you are, but AMPM is, you know, a big like uh, convenience store and he, too much good stuff, and that's his voice. And he, you know, I kind of took his job, so he probably doesn't like me very much, but he's still working, and and right now I'm not, so <laughs> he had the last laugh. So the new release, the uh, Symbol of Salvation Live, it's a CD DVD release. Tell us about it, John. Yeah, it's it's great. We're real proud of it. It's a combination live record and DVD. And, um, 
you know, we went out and toured uh, doing the Symbol Salvation album in its entirety, which a lot of bands are doing these days with their, you know, classic records, if you will. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of our cornerstone album. Um, it, it kind of bridges our past to our future. And, um, and has, you know, it just has a, it, there's a specialness to that album. And when we went out and did the tour, it was really fun and really became clear that how really, how really amazing the record is, not to toot my own horn, but it's the truth. It's a great album because it's real diverse. It has a lot of different styles and, and vibes on the album from heavy hitting songs like Rain of Fire and Tribal Dance and the title track to Last Train Home and uh, Another Day and Ten Pass, which are a little bit more, you know, epic type tunes. So it's a great album. It was really fun to do it live every night and the fans loved it. And, and then we, we always had the intention of filming a lot of shows and actually recording the audio to a lot and and this is uh and this is the you know the result of that it's coming out uh, the show is primarily from new york city we had a couple bits and pieces from uh, some other shows but it's the primary uh show of new york which was at the gramercy theater and um you know it's it's a great gig and it's you know you hear some john bush banter in between songs and talking a little bit about the origin of some of the songs and my my stab at trying to be funny and uh it it was just a it was a cool night and we wanted to make it feel like a live performance and we wanted it to feel like um you know it was a show that you never really get to see before something that's you know the fans are are treated to something special because it's um you know one thing about armored saint is like we don't want to ever feel like every show is is kind of a repeat performance of the previous show. We really try to push ourselves in doing things differently and trying to mix up the set and stuff. Now, of course, this is different because this is symbol of salvation. And and then we what we would do is we would do the cool thing is we did a couple. Uh, we would do three songs from our first out couple records. That's how we started the show. And then we went into symbol of salvation, play the whole set, and then after that we would do. Um, some other kind of uh, rarity songs or like we did a couple new songs, which at that time was the album went hands down. So, um, you know, the set kind of altered every night, but for the most part, it all centered kind of around symbol of salvation. But, you know, as I said, it, it's something that we, that we always kind of wanted to do. Um, and, and we just never really got around to doing it until recently. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm real proud of, of this particular record being played in its entirety because, um, like I said, it's, it's it's really the the record that I think a lot of people think is like our classic album. So now there's some extras on here, throwing in some uh, demo tracks and extras from the recording with the late great um, the late guitarist Dave. Well, we we did record. Uh, see, during that time, we you know some songs didn't make the actual record because you know for whatever reason, perhaps they just they weren't up to par with some of the other material material, and we. And we just, you know, we, we we thought they were cool tunes, but they just, you know, they weren't able to make the record. But we we still had them there in our in our in our catalog, and um, we there was about four or five songs that we we put out uh, as um, songs that were on the Rarities record, not to the old school. It came out in like 2001 and had all kinds of different stuff, some live songs, some songs from that era that were the actual demo versions of it. Um, if you will, various things, but they never had been released on vinyl. So this is the first time uh, we, the, the package is a combination of, you know, the, the live record of, and the live DVD. And then also some of these uh, bonus tracks that were, that were from that era and they were recorded on a four track demo, um, which were 
it wasn't a four track like you think of. It was literally a cassette four track. That's how we recorded these um, in our rehearsal studio at the time. And, um, you know, they, they have a nostalgic, cool feeling to them. Um, but, you know, like I said, they didn't make the record. But this time we're going to release them on vinyl, which they've never been on vinyl. We, obviously, they came out on, on CD form back in the day on this nod to the old school album. But um, they never were actually on vinyl. So this is just another cool thing. Uh, the packaging that Metal Blade Records does is always amazing. They, you know, On one hand's down, our previous record was great. The newest record, Punch in the Sky, the packaging is awesome. And they just... They really push it. it. I'm real proud of the way they do things, and and the Symbol Salvation uh, project is no different. So it's real, it's really neat how Metal Blade does it. Last time we talked, it was last fall. Punch in the Sky had just come out. Great album. What's been going on since last fall? Obviously, the touring has been at a minimal. Well, we finally have some shows that we that we're going to do. Uh, albeit it's not too many, but there's five on the West Coast that we're doing. Uh, supporting Black Label Society and Zach Wild, so that's going to be really fun. You know, we we have the utmost respect for Zach. You know, he's pretty much a legend, and uh, we got an opportunity to, to play some shows. So it's going to be fun. It's um, it's Reno, Nevada, and we're going to play uh, San Francisco, and then we're going to do L.A., which is our hometown, of course. And we're playing the Wiltern Theater, which is an awesome venue. I was just there like two weeks ago seeing the band Gogo Bordello, which is a really cool band. And it's a great venue, been, been around since like the 30s, and uh, it's just beautiful. And so we're playing there, and then we're also playing in San Diego, and then we're doing New Year's Eve supporting Zach at, uh, in Phoenix, and that's going to be the way we're going to end 2021 here, at least for Armored Saint. Um, so we're doing those, and that's going to be awesome. We're excited. We're pumped up. We haven't played. I mean, the, we did a live stream show back in October, and um, and it was it was fun. You know, we 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 tried to make the most of of doing something because, of course, at that time nobody was playing anywhere. Now shows have kind of resumed, certainly not in the way that they used to, but they've started to. So. Um, you know, we're excited about at least doing these gigs that are coming up. And then come 2022, um, while we have a tour, we actually have planned, but I can't talk about it yet because it hasn't been announced. And um, if I announce it, I run the risk of us not getting the tour. (laughs) I'm the first person talking about it. However, it's going to be cool. Unfortunately, it's not going to be till the end of the year, which sounds ridiculous because we're not even at the end of this year yet. Um, but it's going to be, it'll be a great tour. It'll be a cool package with another band. Um, again, I can't speak of yet, but, but when people hear about, they're going to be like, Oh, that's going to be a great show. So I'm really excited about it. It just, we're just going to have to wait around a bit longer for it to happen. But believe me, I want to play some gigs. I'm really, you know, especially the songs from punching the sky, because we really haven't played them live, you know? So it was weird putting out a record, making a record. And then, and you know, the normal thing is you go out and you do shows and, and we just we haven't done that, which I'm sure a lot of bands haven't. But, um, you know, we want to. We are really fired up about playing some new songs live because they're they're still feeling fresh and and, and like virgin territory yet because we haven't we haven't played them. So um, it's going to it'll be cool when it happens. Hey, John, can you at least share with me if it's going to be in the States? Yeah, this show, this tour will be in the States. Um, it's supposed to be around um, the fall of next year. Um, we want to do some dates, you know, we'd love to go to Europe again. I mean, cause you know, Armistan has a great uh, reputation and uh, fan following in Europe. 
and and we need to go back to Europe, and I want to go back to Europe because I love playing in Europe. Um, we just don't know um, how that's going to kind of work itself out. But, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, Europe has some great festivals in the summertime. Problem is a lot of shows have been pushed back not only a year back, but like two years back um, with all the festivals that they normally have in, in Europe during the summertime, which is, you know, just really crazy. So um, Joey Vera may be busy with another project that he actually committed to two years ago. So um, that'll, that could be a reason that we may not be able to do some dates in summer because he may be busy, but um, we'll just have to wait and see, you know, I mean, we, like I said, we'd love to get back to Europe. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go to Japan and do some dates because um, we really haven't done a, a proper tour of Japan. I'd love to get back to South America. Just some of these territories are, are still trying to work themselves out with, with touring and dates, uh, you know, based on that COVID thing. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're hoping that, you know, Europe is even, you know, struggling a little bit to get shows back. And probably in America is, is really the, the, the territory that's, that's happening, you know, the quickest. And, and even we know that some of this is, is not moving as quick as a lot of artists want. I mean, we, you know, musicians have been waiting a long time to play, man. It's, People are salivating. And then I just heard that um, Faith No More just canceled a bunch of their dates, you know, because uh, for whatever reason, Mike Patton wasn't uh, up to going out, which is a shame because it's such a great band. And, you know, I, I don't know what the reasons are, but, you know, it's it, it, people are just struggling to to get, you know, shows booked, shows played and um, and have it coincide with feeling comfortable and safe about playing, too. So, you know, it's it's a lot of juggling out there. We're talking with John Bush of Armored Saint, the new CD, DVD, Symbol of Salvation Live, comes out tomorrow on Metal Blade. John, let's clear up some uh, rumors, loose ends, and other tidbits. Uh, I heard something recently. You threw the idea around possibly doing um, some shows celebrating the Anthrax era. I'm trying to make something happen. There's a couple things in the works, but it's just I'm still waiting to find out if if the artists that I might go out and do something with are actually going to do their tour again, back to what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, some things have been pushed back, but there is a couple things in the works and um, I do want to do that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think it's the timing that seems to be kind of right. And um, you know, I love those records and um, you know, the band doesn't really play any material from that understandably. So, but um, you know, I don't want them to just kind of fall into the vault of nothingness. I would like to, you know, say, hey, let's do some stuff and and have people remember how great those records were, and um, and it'll be fun to sing those songs. So it's just a matter of logistics again. I'm trying to work some stuff out to see if I can. Um, I've been talking to Paul Crook, who I want to have be part of this this thing, this band, if I do it, and and be really the guy that kind of is the musical director behind it. And me and him have been speaking a lot, and um, and you know we have some ideas for other musicians and. Um, it's just a matter of, like I said, putting it all together, and, and some of it is contingent on on other artists that that we'd probably go out and support. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm open to it, and it's it's no longer really a pipe dream. It's a little it's a little more than a pipe dream. <laughs> well, good. Uh, that would that would be great. You know, something like that would be fun. I I would love to go see that because you're right. Those albums, the you know, Sound of White Noise, Volume Eight, Thread Is Real. I'm like, you know, the, the, we've come for you all. I love that period. Well, you know, it's um, 
like I said, I've made a, a few more mental steps towards it because I know that it's kind of on me to do it. And, um, and, and sometimes, especially like when it comes to Saint, you know, Joey is, is kind of the leader of the band and he, he takes the reins on a lot of things. So for a while, I think I was just like, ah, the responsibility on this, because <laughs> it'll be mine. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it was probably a little daunting, but I, I'm, I'm ready to embrace it now. And, um, and you know, I just, I want it to be, if I go out and do it, I want it to be right. That's all as, as anybody, you know, does when they do the tour or, or anything. And a couple things are, like I said, are, are, are really kind of basing it on whether or not that feels right to do it. So if it comes together and it feels right, and it, it seems like the right circumstance, I want to do it cause it'll be fun. Um, I love those songs and, um, you know, I love singing those songs. And, and like I said, they've kind of, you know, been, you know, put to a hibernation period, which is fine, but, um, you know, it could be time to, you know, have people hear them again in a live setting. And I think it would be uh, fun for fans. I want to comment on, I was, uh, down in a, uh, show research rabbit hole and I came across again, I haven't seen it in years, the, uh, Metallica 30th anniversary clip of you doing four horsemen. That was intense, man. Uh, Talk a little bit about the reality. How close were you to really joining that band? Probably not all that close. Um, you know, it was, as I've told people numerous times in my life, that, um, you know, it was such an early stage of, of, of my career. Um, you know, Armored Saint was a club band at that point. We were just kind of start getting started, but we were starting to have a lot of momentum. Um, we were gaining a lot of uh, uh, traction in, in the city and, and uh, you know, in Orange County, and, and we were getting popular. And, we, and it was cool because, um, you know, we were kind of a self-made band. And, um, you know, we, we, had this, we had this theory that we were going to get signed 50 shows, you know, we we're going to get signed in less than 50 gigs. That was kind of like our, our goal. <laughs> and, um, and we actually achieved that. Um, it was cool. But, it, you know, we, we, I worked at the... <laughs> My my day job at that point was I worked at the main office of public storage, and it was like I, I was the the guy who worked in the in the warehouse, and I would uh, I mean uh, in like in, a, in the stock room, and I would send supplies to all the various public storages throughout the country. But I had access to this monster Xerox machine, and so we would make flyers, and I would just go in there, <laughs> you know, trying to be sly and make thousands of flyers. And that was one of the ways that we actually gained a lot of popularity is just passing out flyers at shows all over the city. And it really helped. And um, so same was getting popular. And of course, Metallica had a reputation and a name and, uh, you know, and they were, they were probably ahead of us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were doing well. And, and as I tell everybody, you know, me and the guys in Armored Saint, even at that point has such a long history of a friendship because, uh, you know, Joey Gonzo and I have, known each other since we're about eight or nine years old. I mean, obviously Phil and Gonzo are brothers. So we, we already had an established relationship at that point of like 10 years, not, not nothing comparable to the, to the 50 year relationship we still have, but you know, it was established and, and we were just, we were good friends and we, we were believing in our band. So for me to like go, Oh, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm going to quit and go join this band that I don't know that much about, but, you know, they seemed popular and cool and they were, um, you know, it just didn't, it didn't really register for me to do that. It just, it, it would seem like a weird decision to do that because I was happy with my band. So, um, you know, again, always eternally grateful that they considered me for that. And, you know, 
as I say in, in, in many interviews, and I still talk about it all the time, that I never really ever imagined anybody singing for Metallica other than James Hetfield. You know, James was the yeah. voice that meant was meant to be in Metallica. I don't need that pressure that, you know, I was the voice and I could have altered heavy metal. I don't need man. that, man. I, I'm a, too insecure for that. It's so, a lot, you know, again, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But you know what? Again, I'm honored. It was it was a great thing to do the 30 year anniversary thing. Um, it was it was great. It was incredible. Those, those shows were just a lot of fun. Period to be there and Saint opened that one, and then I ended up doing the Four Horsemen, and uh, it was awesome. It was, you know, for it was immortalized, you know, and. Um, and it was great. It sounded awesome. I was, you know, I, I had a lot of, uh, of, of preparation for that to make it sound great. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I pulled it off, I think, and it was fun. The amount of um, metal guys that were there, King Diamond, Mustaine oh, yeah. was there. Oh, yeah. Well, Lou Reed was there. Lou yeah. Reed was there, Marianne Faithful, Kid Rock. I mean, it was more <laughs> than just metal guys. It was crazy. It was a wild show. And that was just a one day. You know, it was every day. It was four days. I consider your band and all these bands like they're like old friends. And, you know, I go back to Armored Saint from the mid 80s. Can you deliver? You know, I was there right at that beginning. And just, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Metallica, big fan of Armored Saint, Anthrax, all the guys. I've n- I'm not one of those guys like, oh, fuck that. The new stuff. So, you know, I support the new stuff. So kudos to you, John Bush. Um, well, I appreciate that. You know, it's. Um... You know, a lot, there's a lot of artists who've been around a long time, and and they're still making new music. And and look, you gotta com- you gotta compete. It, it's a it is a, co- a competitive thing because you're not only competing with other artists and other bands, but you're you're competing with your yourself and your own legacy. And you know, people there's people love the nostalgia of remembering back to the '80s and and the nineties or whatever. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the past and every, there's always going to be this nostalgic thing. I feel it too for the artists I like, um, you know, I feel it too. And sometimes I'm even hesitant towards ah, the new albums then, you know, I'm a little skeptical or mm-hmm. cautious, but you, but you do want to give artists who are still making new music a chance and listen to those albums. And, you know, and you're going to always compare them probably to the albums of the past. Um, but if you at least give them the chance, then you, then they can prove to, to you that if whether the material stands up or if it's just like, eh, they made a record to go out and do some touring and it's it's not too good. So, you know, at least I can only speak on behalf of Saint, but our goal is to make records that are, are, are they stand on their own now. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just making albums where it's like, well, we haven't a chance to make an album. And if we do that, we can go do some days. No, we want these records because... The, Music is immortal, you know. Gigs are kind of fleeting, but um, the the records will be here way past us, you know, way after I'm dead. And that, you know, people are going to look. How was this record twenty years and thirty years into the career? Was it as good? And you know, you'll you'll be, uh, and the, those will be the things that people will evaluate. And uh, we, I really think it's important to make amazing music now too. And you know, it's funny because like blues guys. You know, those guys are jazz guys. They kind of ripen, you know, with age. But, you know, it seems like in rock and roll, once you get to a certain age, people start going, eh, the new material. Um, you know, they're just, they're a little bit more skeptical. But, um, you know, you, you got to prove it to people and say, hey, this new music is amazing. Give it a shot. Well, it's, you know, you, you can't write like a 22-year-old when you're in your mid-50s. 
It's you're right. You, you're you, right. You know too much. Back then, that was their ceiling. You know exactly. Yeah. You've gotten to that point, and then the next album was your new ceiling. Right. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, you're ne- it's never going to be because it, it's all new to you. Like you said, when you're 22, 25, everything is still fresh and new. So, so when you are older, you you gotta you gotta dig deep and find out things that are inspiring to you. And and look, I mean, you want to take the origins of what your band is 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 vital because that's what you are. That's what the roots of your of your your trip and. And you want it to, you never want to really lose that, but you still got to, you don't want to just kind of repeat yourself because then that just, you know, that's kind of thrown in the towel to me. You want to find something new to inspire you. And, and, and that's the, that's the goal and that's the, the challenge. So. Well, the band armored saint, let's not forget about uh punch in the sky. Lone wolf video just came out this summer. It's the third one. Fourth, technically fourth video, actually. From from Punch in the Sky? For, yeah, we had a Missile to Gun, End of the Attention Span, um, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, and Lone Wolf. So we have actually four four videos. It's like we're some big band from the 80s, like you know, <laughs> we're Billy Idol or Huey Lewis or something. You know, We, we think we are. <laughs> when did uh, Standing come out? I didn't even... Oh, Giants was the second video that came out. Yeah, come on, bud. You gotta uh... keep up. Jesus. <laughs> all right. Well, I better do my heavy metal homework a little better. Nah, I'm gonna think that's again. all right. You can, now you can go look at it and yeah. go, oh, cool. And I love that song. That, that, that's yeah, a great album. Too. Not just stroking. That's a great album. No, well, thank you. Tomorrow, the new one, Symbol of Salvation Live, DVD, CD on Metal Blade. Well, get down to your local record store and buy the physical. Go old school. Bring it home. Yeah, absolutely read it um what's the packaging like is it a big packaging kind of thing oh yeah yeah did you pack on cd you know on vinyl as well you know yeah go to your local record stores if there are some and and support local music i mean local record stores that's that's really important i think that's yeah that's pivotal now all right well john uh good luck on those dates uh at the end of the year you know we'll do everything up here at metal mayhem roc to support the cause and we appreciate you starting out your day with us uh, thank you very much, brother. Thanks always for the uh, the support you give. And, uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and, uh, you know, use that music for a nice uh, cathartic uh, escape. There you go. All right, have a great day, bud. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. What a cool guy, John Bush. It's the second time I had a chance to interview him, and he's just really down to earth. He's a huge baseball fan, and uh, we appreciate him coming in and, you know, talking. So again, the album, Symbol of Salvation Live. I've had it for about a month. A lot of energy. The production is great. We're going to end the show with a track from that, Rain of Fire. But I just want to remind you to, again, visit podchaser.com. Put in the Metal Mayhem ROC podcast in the search box. Leave a review, rate the show. That kind of stuff really does help. Okay, well, let's get out of here. I'm the Vernomatic Metal Mayhem ROC. Talk to you next week, folks. Keep it heavy.
Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-TV Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.